Hello and welcome to the Mindful Commerce podcast, a place where we talk to e-commerce brands, e-commerce service providers and developers who care about protecting our planet. Today we are talking to Gavin from Disco Labs, who make things possible on Shopify Plus through custom development. They're a team with deep platform knowledge and world-class expertise on Shopify Plus and have a list of happy clients. Gavin and his team have worked with brands like Who Gives a Crap, a sustainable toilet roll brand who I've mentioned a few times within the community. They've worked with big brands such as HarperCollins. So, hi Gavin, how are you? Would you like to add anything to your introduction? I'm very well, thank you. Happy to be here. Um, I, I think you you nailed the introduction. That was a good good breakdown of who we are and what we do. Um, and if, if listeners can't tell from the accent, we're, we're based down here in Melbourne, Australia. Great. Um, so could you tell us a bit about what, how you ended up in the Shopify space? Yeah, sure. Um, my background is as a software engineer. Um, so that's always been something that I've been quite interested in. And then uh, quite a few years ago, um, I got involved in Shopify, just building a, a site out for a friend who who wanted to um, sell something online. That was, yeah, nearly 10 years ago, I think, or maybe it is 10 years ago now. Um, and a few years later after that, I was um, thrust into, into freelancing. A couple of friends and I had moved overseas to start a company. That didn't work out that well. Um, so I needed to, to pay the bill somehow and just started uh, freelancing in the Shopify arena and um, screwed from there, started out doing sort of all of the standard stuff that you do on Shopify, theme builds, design, um, setting up stores. Um, but because my background is in that software engineering, eventually decided to focus on the apps and integration space and have, have sort of grown out the agency around that. Okay, so like the apps integration space. So what do you do there then? Like, what does that mean? Um, yeah, so what we sort of tend to do is work with, um, these days they, they tend to be larger merchants who are using Shopify and they have something they need to get done, whether it's connect Shopify to an external system like a warehousing platform or, or something like that, or they want to offer their customers a, a new experience or a, um, something to improve the way that they um sell things to those customers and there's nothing off the shelf that does it there aren't um you know there's nothing in the shopify app store um or their platform doesn't have a, an integration or the merchant has these really funky bespoke needs so we we step in there and we sort of work with the merchant to work out exactly what they need to get done to solve their problem and then build the software to do that um and, and try to do that in a way that's really um, because we're very much focused on Shopify and Shopify Plus, um, do that in a way that's sort of compatible with the platform and working with it rather than like hacky workarounds or, or anything like that. Nice. So like whatever your clients need, you can tweak things and make it custom to what they need, which is really good obviously yeah um yeah and and as part of that we because we're just focused on the back end and the app part of thing uh things where we also work quite a lot with other agencies who are more focused on the front end of things so design and uh theme development and things like that that's cool that's quite unique then because i don't often see that people just you know focus on the back end i guess um (laughs) it's more popular as a shopify agency to kind of niche into marketing or development um so yeah that's cool hmm. yeah it's it's a it's a niche but it is quite a large niche niche and with uh, the way that shopify grow is growing at the moment it's um it's keeping us busy so that's a good thing yeah i can imagine a lot of um partners coming to you <laughs> like can you do this super techie bit i can't i can't do it um so that's good rich do you want to ask a question when we jump into the um environmental footprint side of things i guess and um, what do you believe is your role as an e-commerce service provider to improve the e-commerce world in terms of sustainability and social impact yeah i mean i, I always am hesitant to i don't want to be seen to be preaching or anything like that but um i guess since i started the the business um I've always kind of thought that the the way that we actually do things is just as important as as what we're doing. Um, and if if you look at our company's sort of mission statement, we kind of had this dual 
purpose, one of which is to, to basically be the best in the world at building software for e-commerce merchants. But um, that's kind of our external mission. And then the internal one is, is to be building the company that we want to work for. Um, and so I think having that second part of that mission, um, it, it would be really difficult today in, in 2021 to say that you want to be working at a company um, that isn't being quite conscious of the, the society we live in and the planet that we, we live on um, and, and not be keeping that in mind and doing what we can to make that better. Um, so, so I guess I, that's what I see our role being is being part of, we're part of the society um, that we live in. So um, we wouldn't exist without everyone else on the planet. Um, so I think it's just about being a good, a good corporate citizen. In that. And that's, you know, that's my personal view, but I think being public about that has meant that the people that, that we work with um, internally at the company uh, share that, that goal or that value. Yeah. It's great. And it's about being an example, isn't it, as well, I guess? Yeah, well, I, I think, and again, I, I, I'm very conscious that I don't feel like my place or our place as a company is to be preaching and, and making other people feel like, hey, this is what we're saying you should be doing. Um, but I think it's more about, um, yeah, leading by example and and trying to talk about it as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. And acknowledging it and building awareness around it, I guess. Um, <clears throat> hmm. what, what do you think are the biggest issues in e-commerce when it comes to sustainability? Um, well, I, I think probably the thing that is on top of everyone's mind is um, climate change and, and carbon impact. Um, it's certainly um, been a big part of um, where our focus has been in terms of our environmental footprint and what we think we can measure and improve quite significantly. Um, and then I think, yeah, for, from a merchant perspective, um, given that a big part of your job as, as a merchant is often, often selling physical gear, uh, goods that need to be shipped across the world and that, that, that good itself is probably made of parts that have been shipped from um, everywhere else in the world, um, that, that, that's certainly a big factor when it comes to e-commerce is, is what that carbon impact is and um, how sustainable that is longer term. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. How do you communicate that um, message? Do you, do you communicate that to your clients when you, you sort of have initial meets or, or do you just communicate it through your own community? Yeah, um, I think so. We've, we've sort of started to become a lot more um, public about this sort of stuff um, in the past in the past year, I would say. Um, so um, last year, we, we sort of set this goal to become a carbon neutral business. And even though we're, we're not a merchant that's shipping stuff around the globe, but we do have an impact um, like every business does. Um, so there was sort of a decision made at the start of last year that we wanted to become a carbon neutral business um, and, and sort of towards the end of last year we we hit that goal and um, part of our I guess success criteria that we decided defined at the start of the year last year was that um, we're going to do this but we're also going to we're going to have a report um, about our carbon impact and give us a baseline to measure against in future years and things like that and having that report um, it, it makes sense to make that public, not only as sort of, I guess, an accountability measure for ourselves internally, but also um, to, you know, hopefully show other people that it's very possible to do it um, and it's not that expensive and it's not that difficult and it's not that time-consuming. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think we have definitely started to think about, you know, part of our um, contribution is actually becoming a carbon neutral business ourselves but then another really important part of it is just talking about it and if, if that tweaks you know if us publishing a carbon report means that one other agency says oh we should do that too then in a way we've kind of doubled our impact with with just publishing what we're doing so um yeah we're definitely keen to talk about it more um, I don't think it's necessarily something that a lot of uh merchants will, will look for um but it, it, it can be a nice thing to to put on the, the pitch deck um, and I think it'll become more and more of a factor as time goes on. Definitely. Totally agree. Love that. More people need to follow in your footsteps. What inspired you to do it? What was it that kind of kicked it off for you? So we, we have a company retreat every year um, and I was just mentioning 
to you off off air that we're about to have our next one next week. Um, but we we had one at the start of start of last year or the end of the year before. Um, back when you could actually gather and meet with people. Um, and, yeah, it, w- it was an idea that I'd sort of brought to the table to say, well, what about becoming a carbon neutral business? But um, as a company, we kind of decided that that would be one of our company goals for, for 2020. Um, and, and, yeah, once we'd sort of set that, we said, well, that's, you know, that's part of, as my my accountability and my um, KPIs as a, as a CEO is to get that sort of stuff done. Um, so um, I, I sort of, yeah, pushed to make sure that we did that. And um, despite the, the weird year that 2020 was, um, it was it was quite a good one for a lot of people in e-commerce um, relative to a lot of other people in society. Um, so it seemed silly to think that we should um, abandon those goals. So, yeah, it was kind of just that um, that uh, company discussion and setting that and um, certainly part of the process of putting the carbon report together um, and the research that we did for that um, certainly reassured me that it was probably a, a good decision to to stick with it and to actually yeah, do the carbon report. Yeah. No, amazing. It's an amazing report. I, you know, I have to commend you on that. Um, did you do all the research in-house or did you get an outside agency to help you or, or was it all just hours of internet searches? And- <laughs> um, I mean, it was, it was driven, um, driven internally, but um, I, I guess a big... I guess this goes back to the earlier question about the inspiration for it. Um, I mean, a big part of it has been seeing other companies do this um, and probably the biggest um, or the most useful uh, examples of this that drove our carbon report and structure and what we were looking at um, were uh, there's a a company called Wildbit, which is a a software company um, based based in the US, but I think they align very closely with us in terms of, of values and that they're, completely outside of the Shopify space, but they, they build software products. Um, and, and Basecamp as well was, um, was one. Uh, and then both of, both of those companies sort of published a blog post that was basically going through, this is what we did to estimate our carbon impact and this is why we did it and this is, is what we do did with that information. Um, so we sort of took those as a starting framework, customized a bit for our industry and our business, and um, you know, researched through a couple of yeah books we looked at, um, you know, going through things like Apple's environmental pages to work out um, what the impact of our physical goods were and, and things like that, and just doing some general research on sort of ways to calculate carbon impact, uh, especially for software businesses where you're hosting stuff in the cloud. And, Things like that. So, yeah, that, that was kind of the inspiration. And then we, we definitely used them as a starting framework to build it out. Um, but, yeah, there was a fair bit of original research done as well. Um, there were, I feel like there would definitely be a business in, um, in, in helping. Well, I know there are businesses in helping um, companies put these things together. But for a small business like ours, um, I think it's, it can be less work than people may think it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you're if you don't have a huge infrastructure of hardware and services and personnel, you, you can probably dial it down quite quickly to what the exposure are, and then it's the yeah. difficulty of calculating it. I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, and we are we are a small company, so I think that um, you know it's certainly a lot easier for us than for a, a massive company with multiple offices, and and you know you can't easily survey everyone to find out. Um, what electricity provider they use at home and that sort of stuff. But I think, yeah, I think it is, it's important for us to do it while we're small because it is easier to do it. But as soon as you start doing it, then it just becomes ingrained in part of the business. And, you know, we, we certainly have plans to grow over the next few years, but hopefully as we do that, we can grow the, the carbon report with that. Mm, so if, if another um, Shopify agency was interested in doing the same thing, um, would you like give them, I don't know, like six steps? <laughs> would your current report kind of provide those steps for them to take as well? 
Yeah, I mean, I would if someone wanted to do it, I would absolutely jump on a call with them and work through it. <laughs> um, cool. Give them our spread, give them our spreadsheets. Uh, absolutely, um, that's part of the reason that we we publish it. But I, I think, like for, for an agency or for a, a software company that is similar to ours, I think that um, yeah, taking our carbon report as a starting point would would be quite valuable because um, the, there'd be a similar emissions profile. Um, and, you know, for, for our type of business, really, the, the, the biggest impact that we have is, um, is cloud hosting, really. Uh, and then closely after that, it's um, office space. Um, and that's including home offices for us as well. So um, I think they're, they're going to be similar sort of environmental impacts for, um, for any business that's similar to ours. Yeah. Excellent. Should we ask more detail on the cloud hosting? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's something <clears throat> close to our heart because we've sort of we've we've engaged in that process of trying to find the better cloud hosting service for you know that's using re- renewables and and even just better services and, and in general. How how do you go about that? And, and what do you perceive as the best, I guess, renewable hosting services out there? Yeah, it is. It is tricky. I was surprised when I sort of started digging into it because there are, um, I mean, there, there are platforms that are carbon neutral, um, and there are kind of different ratings because there are some that are carbon neutral because they're doing offsets. There are others that are carbon neutral because they're they're actually powered by renewables, and they know that they're powered by re- renewables. Um, and then there's the the dirty ones that that don't report on it, um, and even in for one particular provider that can change depending on what region you're hosting things in so if, um uh aws amazon's cloud hosting for example um depending on where you're actually hosting your servers will depend will change whether you're using carbon neutral hosting or not um so that that actually surprised me a little bit that that it was difficult to tell and sometimes you don't you just don't know because you, you don't actually get a report on that. Um, so, for example, we use a provider called DigitalOcean as well as AWS and um, Google. And, um, yeah, they, they don't necessarily tell you for sure whether you actually um, host on carbon neutral stuff or not. So we tried to do the research. At the end of the day, we, we just couldn't – we didn't know for sure, so we just went with the assumption that um, that they weren't um, when we were calculating our, our impact and our emissions. But um, it can be quite difficult. And the bigger players like Amazon, Google, uh, Microsoft, they are good at publishing that sort of stuff. Um, they're certainly better than the smaller providers. So um, I guess that is one of the advantages of going with a, a larger provider in that sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually asked DigitalOcean the question, and they they kind of, they just sent me to a a forum of someone else asking the same question, and it was just like some of our um, <laughs> some of our what do you call it hosting? Or yeah, <laughs> I don't know proper word. Server centers, maybe. Yeah, are using renewables, but not all of them. So it's like right, so we're not going to know for sure then, are we? <laughs> But, yeah, um, I, th- I think I must have been going through that exact same thread at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. And, and, and I guess there's 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 an element of better, best, and the best, isn't there? You know, if you're on a journey to change your infrastructure up a bit, choosing a better service that has some renewables is is better than not doing anything. Yeah. Potentially, yeah, for sure. And I, I think there are um, there are offerings now which are clearly um optimal and or they have they have optimized for that and um not that this isn't paid advertisement or anything but um yeah google's uh, gcp their their cloud platform is um 100 carbon neutral um and uh, and a lot of that is from actual renewable energy rather than just offsetting mm-hmm. so um they're definitely in, in the research i've done they're probably the uh, they're either the best at it or they're the best at talking about it <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, that's it. That's true. the communication, isn't it? I think it's it's not new, but it, it's getting to be more in demand that people want to know that information. So I think some of, like you said, some of the smaller players who aren't even thinking about it will probably realise that that's a potential um, bigger customer base, so they can market it. You know, they can they can jump onto renewable. Which, Maybe they are already on renewable and not telling people. Yeah. So. People just might not even realise that they're actually doing good and <laughs> need to talk about it. Um, yes. 
So shall we move on to talk about Shopify? We are not sponsored by Shopify. <laughs> I obviously talk about it a lot. Um, so how is Shopify good in terms of carbon neutrality? Well, this is going to sound like I am sponsored by Shopify when I respond this, but I'm, I mean, I'm not. Obviously, uh, we big big fan because all of our money and uh, livelihoods depend on Shopify. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, in, in terms of their commitment, I, I think that they're, they're probably one of the big, best larger companies going around. Um, and, again, maybe this is just my bias, but um, I think they're very, very cognizant of the client uh, the climate impact they have themselves and then also that the, their merchants have. Um, they, I think it was 2018, they started a sustainability fund. Um, so that's, I think it's at least $5 million a year to invest in uh, carbon technologies um, and then another million on top of that, I think, to, to focus on investing in uh, weird ways to sequester, or say weird, but underfunded ways to look at sequestering carbon going forward. So there's they're sort of putting that that money in. They're on Google Cloud Platform, so all of their hosting and their um, is carbon neutral. Their their operations, and like I said, this is definitely sounding like a <laughs> Shopify ad. Um, but you know they've, they've done the work to calculate their um, carbon impact of their operations and their carbon neutral there as well with both renewable energy and, and offsets um so so yeah i think like in terms of them looking at their own business they've done a really good job and they're clearly caring about it um and then yeah they, they, they have done some ways to make it uh, done some ways they've um done some things to make it a lot easier for for merchants to um to think about that as well so they they have an official um offset app which you can install into your app store and it will calculate your shipping emissions and automatically um, bill you for that um, so it's yeah I think they say it's between half a cent to 10 cents per order um, they'll they'll take a clip of and and put that towards um, offsetting um, their their payment provider shop pay um, if you if you purchase something with shop pay then the shipping for that product is offset as well um so i think they're yeah they're definitely very aware of it and like i said i think they're doing um more than a lot of large companies are around that yeah we definitely don't see the other platforms talking about this and you know they definitely haven't got like a fund for sustainability um and one thing that i loved about what shopify did recently was offsetting black friday cyber monday shipping and I just thought that was genius. And you can see it on their BFCM globe. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Gavin? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I just, I loved it. I was like, look, it's, it's like they, they show each order, but then like we've offset this order. So it was billions of orders mm. that are just like offset the shipping. And yeah, it's great. I love Shopify. Mm, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's yeah really impressive, and it's you know it's a it's probably a, a bit of a marketing thing for them as well. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's um, it's good that that sort of stuff has become good marketing. Yeah, true. It'd be nice to be in a place where offsetting is the norm, and 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 everyone's chasing being carbon neutral. Oh, mm. not even. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think one of the things I like about the Shopify approach as well, and I think this this also goes for um, Stripe, who is their the payment provider behind um, Shopify or ShopPay, um, and um, another company that I think is very impressive in in the climate um, arena. But um, I think they're very much focused not only on the offsetting stuff, which is good and wonderful, and it's obviously where we've started, but um, they're also looking at, at actually yeah, getting to negative carbon and, and taking carbon out of the atmosphere with um, sequestration and, and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, no, it's, um, they're, they're impressive in leading the way. Yeah. I think, you know, going back to the carbon offset and for any company looking to have less of a, an impact, it's, it's a good place for them to start. And then they can, like you've done in your carbon report, you know, you, you've got a plan to reduce your carbon. So it's a good place to start. And, and then, you know, as long as you've got a, a way forward to reduce it, then that's mm. even better. Yeah, you definitely, you need that baseline, right? Or else you don't really know um, 
where your biggest impact is and, and what you can actually do to address that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on a normal day, like you and your team, what do you do to ensure you keep your footprint down to a minimum? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess uh, a lot of it is like it, it being something that we're conscious of in a sense. Um, we are, we're in the process of, of um, addressing what we've done um, or what we identified in our carbon report. Um, so we're looking at moving more and more of our hosting over to, to carbon neutral platforms. Um, and so we will, um, any new project, we'll make sure that we're, we're spinning that up on something that is carbon neutral. Um, we, we're we looking at, um, because we're working from home so much still, and I, and I think that'll be a long-term thing for us, even though here in Australia, um, COVID has, has thankfully not had as much of an impact as it, it would have elsewhere and we are able to go back into our offices. Um, I think a lot of people are really lacking the flexibility, but that then means we need to look at things like um, longer, longer term, um, people using their, their houses as offices. So what's the electricity that's powering that office? How are their houses heated and things like that? So um, one thing that we did actually just the other day was um, there's a renewable energy supplier here in Melbourne and we sent out a way to get started with or swap over to them um, they had a promotion so we were just promoting them within the company to try and encourage people to swap over again it's not like we're not saying you have to do this to work here I think that's it's a very personal decision that sort of stuff um, but yeah we're sort of just promoting those sorts of things um, and then just making cho- choices about um, where we work and how we work. Um, so we, we moved office recently. And, and while this wasn't the only factor, the fact that the office was close to public transport, had good facilities for cyclists and things like that um, was certainly a factor in, in that decision as well. So, um, yeah, I think there are a couple of things that we're sort of looking at on a day-to-day level that are hopefully going to bring our overall carbon footprint numbers down uh in 2021 nice perfect yeah Yeah, at the moment i'm not really um (laughs) i don't have a high impact at the moment because i'm just at home working (laughs) so as a a developer yourself and you know sort of thinking about shopify in in particular and and its massive app platform should you do hmm, again you don't want to sound preachy but do you think that other app developers should be looking towards promoting what hosting services they're on. We've had discussions with them. They don't even think about it. No. Before, and they don't think about <laughs> it. Or, or they're like, hmm, we have to be hosted on X platform and, and, and we don't know what they do. So is there any quick wins or things that you'd advise other developers to do? Yeah, I mean, it is difficult because um, at the end of the day, there's probably other priorities around that. But I mean, one thing that I would say is uh, really advantageous for for a Shopify app developer specifically is that if you're hosting your apps on um, Google Cloud Platform, you're on the same platform as Shopify. So you're going to have much lower latency when you're calling their API, which is definitely something to to think about um, when you're uh, picking picking a host. Um yeah, I mean, I don't think we're at the point yet where um, merchants are really, you know, using that as a factor or they're not asking the question of their app providers, hey, are you carbon neutral? Um, I think it might be a nice thing to to do. I could, I could see of, of all the app stores in the world, um, the Shopify app store potentially being one that has a little badge or something for carbon neutral providers, but... You know, I don't think we're there yet because I just don't think it's top of mind for a lot of merchants when they're they're looking in their stores. So um, it, it would be good to change that, though, and I think that that could be something that app developers are doing if, if they are, if they do happen to be carbon neutral, is, is promote that fact. And as soon as one app developer starts promoting it, then it might get it in the minds of others. others. So, um, yeah, I think, um, again, a lot of it is promoting it and making sure others are aware of it. Definitely we, communicating it. We could put that in our framework, Rich. We could. We could put that in our framework. <laughs> Just ask if they're using renewable energy or not. Yeah. I guess it depends on the merchant as well. You know, if they're a, a merchant that is, is sustainability is close to the heart, they're, they're going to ask those questions. But if, they're, if it's not that close to the heart or the, 
if perceive it as an expensive thing to do, they're, they're, they're not going to ask. But like you say, if it's easily identifi- identifiable on the Shopify platform, then that would be a great place to start. Mm. Hmm. So if it's Google, was it? Cloud services. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's the same so. as Shopify, which means that it will call the API quicker. quicker, and that means their app will be quicker, right? Yeah, um, it, it, it's probably a small difference, but you know, if all, all other things being equal, then um, that's a, a good hard technical reason to to choose mm-hmm. it versus um, or, or be above and beyond the the carbon neutral element. So, yeah. if uh, yeah. if people need a way to justify it to their boss, that's uh, that's a good starting point. Oh, I, I love that. I'm going to put that in the in the framework. I guess the data transfers are less, isn't it? And I guess then there's less of a and does that also mean that the store will load quicker because you know if you've got tons of apps it slows it down right so if your app is known <laughs> to not slow down the load speed then that's a good thing i mean i'm a i'm a massive fan of um of app developers taking a bit more responsibility for for store performance so um yeah, anything you can do to um to improve performance is is worth it in my my view Mm. I guess that um, leads us a bit onto the next question, really, which was uh-huh. ways to build a store or you know development in Shopify in a low impact way. And I guess hosting on um, Google Cloud services would probably be one of those things. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think if you're a merchant and you're faced with two two apps um, and making a choice between them, you know, at the end of the day, you're probably going to be focused on the one that's going to serve the needs of your customers better. Um, so you're going to be more focused on the, the functionality um, and and what specific features it has and how many reviews it has rather than is this hosted on Google versus something else. Mm-hmm. But um, for a for merchants that are more, I guess, conscious about it um, or for merchants who are serving a customer base who's really conscious about it, um, you know, it pays pays to like pays to ask, and I think that if if an app developer is getting that question during the sales process, you know, even if it's just one in fifty times, then um, it's going to get them thinking about it, and and maybe they see the value, and maybe it flips one person over, so one developer over. So I think yeah, that, that asking that question um, is, is something that merchants can do, and even if you um, even if they're not hosted on a neutral platform, and you um, you still use them. At least you've asked the question, and they're and they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and beyond that, I mean, I, I this is definitely where I get into the territory of not, you know, merchants work incredibly hard to build their businesses, and there's a lot of things that they um, need to think about. So I, I guess I don't want to be suggesting that we just add one more thing onto the the yeah. top of the list. But obviously, the the choice of the what type of business you're running so the product you're selling where you're shipping to and from um obviously all has a bigger impact than almost anything else um on on things like carbon emissions so um where you're sourcing your stuff so um i'm sure that you've spoken to to merchants about this um or with merchants about this a lot um but yeah that that, that's definitely going to be a big a big impact is the type of business you have and where you're sourcing from and to. Yeah, we have talked about that quite a lot, but we don't have a solution. <laughs> no, no, no. I just the, the solution is is communication and, and, and education. Yeah. Making, making people aware and they're going to ask the questions, like you say, and uh, hopefully that'll ignite the developers and, and agencies to be more. Yeah, and for the shipping. Say, for example, if it's at the, I don't know, a shopper's at checkout and you have the option between next day delivery and wait a few days. But if you wait a few days, it's better for the planet because it's being shipped by... Road or rail. Yeah. Especially in larger countries like, um, I guess, Australia and America where next day delivery would sometimes mean it jumping on a flight. Yeah. And just like being mindful of your choices can help. But but as a merchant, building that checkout experience 
to help consumers to be more mindful. So having that question, do you need this to be next day delivery because it costs the planet this and just helping them to think as well as a consumer. Yeah, and, and, and things like um, yeah, choosing to ship all of your, if you've got multiple items in an order, um, shipping them out individually, if there's going to be a couple of days difference between when you can fulfill them or if you could just wait an extra day or two and get them all in one parcel. Mm. Um, I mean, the, yeah, some of the, the packaging waste that you see from um, large uh, retailers uh, is pretty, <laughs> and it's all done in the, in the name of automation, obviously, but, um, yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous when you order a, a toothbrush and it rocks up in a meter by meter shipping slight exaggeration, but I've certainly seen situations where it's not yeah. that different to that. Yeah, we've mm. definitely seen that. Yep. <laughs> Tons of packaging in, in, a, in, in an item that comes that's really packaged ready to go. Yeah, you say about that, don't you? Say you should say if you have a physical a physical store as well, could you could the packaging be ready to be just shipped as it is? Yeah. You know, you don't need to put it in another box. That's what you say, isn't it? That's right. You know, can you know that's really for package designers or product designers. But yeah, I just think if those guys could think um in a more sustainable way, you know, we're gonna make this product and we're going to put it in this box is that box capable of being you know shipping the product in it yeah just be and you don't need the extra packaging but innovative in that way because because it's changing and e-commerce is growing and at the moment especially it's more popular than physical stores so yeah. anyway that was a slight tangent <laughs> <laughs> sorry um but if there's you know tech that can solve that so an app maybe that's at checkout that can say um have you thought about the cost of this? Not just the physical. Yeah, it, was, it was interesting because as part of the research for, um, for for this podcast, and I was looking through the the Offset app that Shopify publishes, which does that um, that charging. But uh, a, a really common feature request, which I don't think they've gotten around to yet, is um, providing a really easy way to communicate what they're doing to customers. So, you know, from a merchant perspective, they may be happy to, to do, um, to pay that extra amount. But if they can't tell customers that that's what they're doing or make the customers feel good about um, their purchasing decisions, then, yeah, the, you know, that's, that's a, um, a missing link. So yeah. I think... Definitely whatever, and I think this has kind of been the theme of what we've been talking about a lot today is like doing the work is obviously the most important thing to, to offset or reduce, but um, very important also is talking about it and making sure that people know about it because, um, yeah, that's that's how you just keep pushing the boulder up the hill inch by inch. Mm. And yeah, and, just, and, and also like when you talk more, you'll all find the gaps and then maybe you just come up with an idea together to fill that gap and make it better, I think. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> Don't look at me. Chris oh, is <laughs> looking at me. Um, my question time. Well, I was just thinking we could talk more about like your projects, projects that you've done as a team with conscious brands. Um, so mm -hmm. like, how do you usually work with clients? Um, in particular, those that are conscious and sustainable? Yeah, look, at, at the end of the day, we, we really like working with social, socially conscious brands because I mean, especially if you work in e-commerce in an agency, uh, sometimes, some days you, 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 you do think, oh, well, we are helping people buy more stuff and is that necessarily what the world needs right now? Um, so it's nice when you're working with a client and you're actually seeing what they're doing with what they're, they're selling um, and you know, who gives a crap is a fantastic example of that. Um, uh, thank, thank you is another brand that we um, have worked with previously. Um, and, yeah, just working with those clients is always um, much, uh, it makes you feel good about what you do every now and again, which is nice. Um, and even, I guess, the brands that you maybe wouldn't necessarily think off the top of your head that are super um, socially conscious, I guess. So um, Brooklinen's a, a big client of ours and they sell linen and bedding and things like that in the, in the States and, 
I guess you you might not necessarily think of them as a socially conscious thing, but they've they've gone to quite a bit of effort and expense um, on their end to set their, up their return system to make sure that anything that's returned is is um, goes to like a local donation centre rather than getting shipped all the way back across the country country just to get thrown out in their warehouse. So, um, yeah, and, and you know we we built the. Um, the returns management app that helps facilitate that for for them so you know those sorts of things are really nice to work on and, and where you can especially when you're working with large merchants and you build this one app and it's for them and you can see how how um, much waste you're saving or the impact that you're having um, one of our um, our projects with with thank you actually was to build um, a custom app that let people pay what they want for a particular um, book, which um, was sort of like the history of Thank You, the company, and, and where they wanted to go and and that sort of stuff. And, you know, obviously that was, it was essentially a, a donation-type product and every single dollar that went through that was going straight to, to Thank You's project. So, um, yeah, those sorts of things are always really nice to, to work on um, and for. Um, but... But also, you know, I said at the start that we don't necessarily treat working with those clients super differently to working with any other client um, because at the end of the day, um, the, the merchant is always the, the hero, I guess we would say. Um, it, it has to be what they care about and what they want to do that's that's most important for us as, a, as an agency. So um, it's nice when they're doing, they want to do things that are nice, but there's no way that we can come in and, and shift a company that doesn't already want to do something good. We can't shift them to doing that because um, it really, at the end of the day, everything has to come from the merchant themselves when you're in a service business. Mm, yeah. I think um, what you said <laughs> there was... about going to say, uh, uh, just jumping back to the, re- the shipping and returns part of e-commerce is is massive and the fact that you've, you've helped a company try and eliminate or reduce their return costs, it has, it's a double win, isn't it? You know, financially and for the environmental. So that's, that's really amazing to be honest. Yeah. I was just taking that in about Brooklyn linen as well. I just thought that's genius. Like, so they don't ship it. Say for example, the customer bought an item, they're in, I don't know, Manchester. Would they donate that, potential return to somewhere more local yeah i mean at the end of the day a lot of betting stuff um if you returned it it would just get thrown out because you they couldn't resell it um so rather than doing that um they've worked with um charities that in that are sort of they have hubs around the country and um will make sure that it gets to them uh, rather than just going in the the trash or shipped back to a warehouse where it will get thrown out. That's um, very so, good. Yeah, so from the, from the customer perspective, they it's the same as any other return. They will, um, you know, get their return label and then go and, and take it to the, the post office. But instead of getting shipped, you know, from Tennessee all the way back to New York where it came from, um, it'll go to like a local Tennessee um, charity or um, return centre where it'll, yeah, get distributed properly so um yeah that's a you know and that's um look at at the end of the day that's probably a win for brooklyn and as well um Mm -hmm. not having to deal with all of that coming back when they're just going to throw it away Mm -hmm. um but just having yeah being a bit more thoughtful about it um you know yeah it it means that it's a win-win yeah and it's great for the planet and it's social impact as well social impact giving back you can shout about that genius (laughs) <laughs> I really like that. So it's the start of the year. Um, so let's look ahead. What will you be doing differently in 2021 in terms of your carbon footprint? Um, so the first thing that we've, we've we did this, I think it was literally four or five days ago, um, but we signed up for a program called Stripe climate um so this is stripe um the business i was talking about before um who they handle all of of the payment processing for one of our products 
Um, so we we process a fair, a fair amount of money through them every year, um, and they've just made it very very easy to to flick a switch and divert a percentage of um, the the revenue that you're pushing through Stripe um, to uh, climate projects. Um, so we've we've done that. Um, so it's uh, been operating for yeah for a few days, and um, that's quite nice to, to think that that's. Um, a very low effort way for us to do it um, or to, to make an impact. Um, so that's that was first project for 2021. Um, I think the other big thing for us will be moving all of our um, hosting to, to carbon neutral stuff this year. Um, I, it will take a while because we have a lot of apps that we host and, and um, it does take time to move them. But um, I don't, I'd like to think we're at least you know, 80% of the way there by the end of the year. And that'll be probably the biggest um, way for us to reduce our footprint from, from 2020. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to do our, um, uh, do our offsetting at the end of this year. So anything we do um, create will, will be offsetting. Um, and I think probably just trying to get a bit more sophisticated about how we're calculating our, um, our hosting missions and things like that and potentially making i was mentioning before that you know i'd happily put the um the spreadsheet for our carbon calculations you know if any other agency wanted to to do that um but maybe potentially wrapping that up and making a little public tool that people can could just plug in the common things that you do when you're a creative or digital agency mm. just get a number and then a link straight to um to an offset provider and just make it a very low effort, low brain way to, to do that. Cause that, that was really, I think, um, you know, for something like Stripe climate, which is, you know, committing a not insignificant amount of money to that every year. Um, but they just made it so easy and so obvious, um, that it, it really, it became a no brainer. So if we could do something like that for, um, for agencies, that would be really exciting. That's incredible. Please definitely do that. <laughs> I'll share well, it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed, you know, it's a, it's a busy year. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think of, of all the things that we shipped in, in 2020, I think that, that the Carbon Report was, was one of, you know, it's not a traditional bit of software that's out in the world, but um, it's definitely one of the things that I'm, I'm proud of us doing as a company. Yeah, that Amazing. is incredible. Nice. Thank you. So how will you further support merchants to be more conscious of what they're doing? Uh, well, I'm going to appear on this podcast and convince everyone else to. <laughs> um, Yay! But, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, I, I think it is, again, um, it's, it comes down to that promotion, like in terms of what we can do, we, you know, when we're, when we're engaged by a merchant, it's not like, or it, it's not really our place to be changing their business model to change how they ship things or what product they're selling or anything like that. Um, but I think it's about, um, you know, just making sure that they're aware of the of things like the offset app from, um, from Shopify, um, things like, you know, for the right type of merchant, have them think about, well, look, yes, if you offset all your shipping, you may be paying money for that. Um, but let's have a look and see what it does to the conversion rate if you're publicly promoting the fact that this is something you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I guess try to help merchants think about that a bit more holistically and just, again, just letting them know these are the things that we've done you don't you don't need to do that but if it's something that you want to do then we're very happy to help you out with that yeah and give them some examples of like for example the brook linen case study and yeah again i think it's, it's something that something that we're very bad at as a business is um is talking about the stuff that we've done because we, we have worked with a lot of large merchants on interesting projects and we just uh we really like doing that. So we, we jump straight next to onto the next big project uh, that's exciting and then forget to write up in detail what we actually did for everyone else to read. So um, terrible marketing strategy. So I should really get better at that this year. Well, you could pass it on to Collectify. <laughs> we do content. Uh, so finally, if you had one message to Shopify experts and merchants listening to this podcast and hoping to improve their own business in terms of how they can be have a positive impact on 2021, what would it be? 
I think my first message would probably be, uh, I mean, 2021 can't be as bad as 2020, right? So <laughs> anything you do is probably going to have a more positive impact. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I think and given the, what we've been talking about the most in, in this um, this interview has been around the, the carbon report and what we did, I think, um, yeah, the, the best thing that you could do is to start by estimating your, your impact. Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily to then go out and, and offset it. Um, it doesn't need to be something that's done in a huge detail, a huge level of granularity or anything like that. Um, but just find a baseline and have some idea of like where your biggest impact is, where your biggest footprint is. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's something that most businesses would be able to sit down and work out in a couple of hours with, um, with a bit of research on the internet. So, yeah, just, just doing that, um, I think, would be a really interesting way to start uh, thinking about it and thinking about ways to reduce and potentially offset down the track. Um, but if you just go into it with a bit of curiosity about, um, you know, what is our footprint, where are the big things, then um, I think that'll lead to or at least put you in a position to, to really be able to do something about that. Perfect answer. So... Gavin, where can people find you if they'd like to chat more about custom Shopify development or your carbon report? Yeah, uh, so me personally, Twitter is probably the best place for me. I am just at Gavin Ballard. Um, and if you'd like to learn a bit more about Disco as a company um, or read the carbon report, then we're at discolabs.com. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, one more question. What made you choose the name Disco Labs? I wish there was a great answer to this question, but uh, in all honesty, it is purely domain name availability. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, just just, uh, needed to name a business and looked at some dot-coms and that happened to be available. And went, yeah, that sounds great. Um, So there's nothing... There's nothing deeper to it than that. I thought you liked discoing or something, you know. Oh, look, I don't don't mind. I don't mind a disco, but... um, Love it. Not so much much in 2020, 2021. No. No, Remote discos. Yeah, on your own. Zoom zoom disco. (laughs) There's probably a a niche for software there, isn't there? Yeah. Disco tech. I don't think any... (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's clever. Very clever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone wants to spend any more time on Zoom than they have to at the well, moment. No, no think, thanks. Yeah. Oh, wait, we're on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zoom. Thank you, Zoom. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you'll probably like being in our community. There's a whole host of exciting things going on. So don't forget to join by going to mindfulcommerce.io. Click on community and register from there. If you like this episode, please share, leave a review and remember to subscribe.